the Art of Grateful Leadership podcast. I'm Judy Umless, creator of the Center for Grateful Leadership and author of three books, the latest one being Grateful Leadership, Using the Power of Acknowledgement to Engage All Your People and Achieve Superior Results. I'm also Senior Vice President at the International Institute for Learning, IIL. As most of you know by now, Jim Trella, creator and original host of this podcast series, recently stepped down from producing it after three years of weekly podcasts. We'll miss his contributions tremendously, but lately, people inspired by the Grateful Leadership Initiative have been coming forth to tell me how this leadership model has affected them, those on their teams, or in their organizations. And they're also letting me know that they'd be willing to talk about it on a podcast. And I'm thrilled to hear that. I love hearing from all of you. We'll have some great podcasts coming up, so stay tuned. One such person, Shana Serrano, was first introduced to the foundation of Grateful Leadership, which is the power of acknowledgement, just a year after the book was published by IIL, way back in 2007. We've kept in touch since then, and recently she gave me what I consider to be some very exciting news. She told me that she has chosen to write her dissertation for her Doctor of Business Administration degree at North Central University School of Business on, ready for this, Grateful Leadership, Measuring Its Value in an Evolving, Globally Connected World. I just love that. Now, how cool is it? Pardon me while I do a little happy dance about this news. So why am I so excited about this? Well, over the years, I've trained well over 50,000 people in this leadership model. I've trained people in every industry and in many Fortune 500 companies, people in education and in the military. I've often gone on site in many corporations, uh, that was back in the good old days, to do this training or delivered it virtually. And participants are always very enthusiastic about what they've learned. In fact, many of them just can't wait to start practicing it. One such person left the course in the middle of it saying, I just have to acknowledge my boss. I'll be right back. He did come back a little while later beaming and told us all, I did it. But then to get the buy-in of leadership to start a full-scale rollout of what they perceive to be very worthwhile training, which they feel would be so beneficial to their corporate cultures, they need to be able to demonstrate the value of this initiative, of what they'll be practicing, and show how it can and will increase such important factors as employee engagement and even retention. I've gotten so many testimonials to this effect, but what they're always wanting and need to be able to show is the value of doing this in a more than anecdotal way. Measuring the value of grateful leadership as Shana is working on creating for her dissertation is a great step in this path. So I'm very excited to have Shana here with us today. She's an Army civilian and a planner located in Stuttgart, Germany. And I'll let her tell you how we first met over 14 years ago at 3 a.m. local time in Iraq. 
where she was serving in the US Air Force. Shana, I'm so happy to have you here today. So tell oh us about this first encounter. <laughs> oh my God, Judy, I'm so excited to be here today um, as well. And also I'm really honored because I'm one of your first guests on this next iteration of a fantastic podcast series. Yes, you are. So my first encounter with Grateful Leadership was through you, obviously. And um, a little bit about myself, though, to set that stage. I spent 10 years on active duty in the Air Force. And back in 2007, 2008, I was deployed to Iraq. At that time, I was working on my master's degree in program management. I remember that your book was required reading in one of the courses I was taking. And there was an opportunity to join in on a webinar and hear you speak. At that point, I think it was probably also my first webinar that I had ever attended. Um, wow. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember ever having done one before that. And it was optional, and I almost talked myself out of attending because of the time zone differences. <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I really felt, you know, I really felt prompted to to do it. I remember thinking, even when I was going to going to sleep that night, I was like, yeah, I, I think I'm going to sleep through. But my alarm went off at two thirty, and I was like, well, you know what? Let me just let me just see if I can get dialed in. Let me just see what it's about. You know, let me see what's going on, you know, and so so I listened to that prompting and I set my alarm and I got up and I dialed in. And I remember the idea of being great. I remember that idea of grateful leadership just being something so new to me. And then, um, you know, at the end, like like everybody does when they're doing presentations, they say, hey, if you want to reach out to me, here's my email. And, you know, I don't know, I think you're probably the only person I've ever actually reached out to, which is probably, you know, silly. There's more people to talk to out there. Um, but and I told myself, you know, you're not you didn't really mean it, but, you, you know, you were putting that up there. But so I, I was like. I really want to try this power of acknowledgement. So I think I'll email her and see what she, and I'm, you know, thinking that you were, you know, you wouldn't turn me down because you were telling me to acknowledge people. So I thought I would send you an email about how much I appreciated the webinar. And, you know, and then here we are over, you know, for, here we are, what, 14 years later, and we're still in touch right. and still making a connection. Yeah. And, you know, when we were chatting before the podcast, I had asked you, why do you feel the power of acknowledgement and grateful leadership stayed with you all this time and so powerfully? And you said something really interesting to me, you know, <laughs> and I was a little surprised because it, it wasn't because the power of acknowledgement was so uh, great and fantastic and you, you know, you really wanted to get into it right away. You said you wanted to connect. And with me, and I, I was so honored. Tell tell us a little bit about that because that was that was significant to me to hear that. Well, you know, it, it, yeah. That when 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 I was thinking about that question, I I thought, you know, that's such a it's such a funny question to me. And my answer is kind of all over the place because when I think about you, I think about the relationship we have, and you know, and it, you know, most of that's virtual. Um, I mean, we, we have met now in person, but, you know, and I'm just so grateful for that friendship. Life is so complicated and there are so many challenges. And, you know, and along that way, I've just learned some really important lessons. And one of those is people only offer help when they're comfortable giving it. 
And I have sent you, you know, many emails where we've just, you know, chatted and exchanged and telephone calls catching up about the kids and and how things have been going on. But, you know, through, through all those challenging times, you were always, you were always there to offer, offer some sound advice or to say, Hey, read this book or, you know, go, go look at this and check this out. And those have, those, you know, some of those things have just been, you know, they've been life-changing for me. You know, some of those books are how I deal with the challenges that are thrown at me. And, you know, and, but, but that's that, but that's still the power of acknowledgement because that's you acknowledging me at that, that human level. And so when we're talking about the power of acknowledgement, that's what, you know, that's what you're asking people to do. You're asking people to really get involved and to, to say heartfelt things. And in order to do that and create those opportunities, you have to be engaged with, with the things that are going on around us. I think that's so true. And, you know, what it made me realize when we were discussing it was, I mean, I I always say to people, I always give my email address, which, by the way, is judy.umlas, U-M-L-A-S, at (laughs) I-I-L.com. And I always mean it when I say, please reach out to me. And people do. And uh, I think not enough people do. I would love to hear from well, we got a lot of members, but I, I would like to hear from everybody at some point because I love, you know what it is for me, Shana, um, when someone lets me know that this work resonates with them, the power of acknowledgement and grateful or grateful leadership or both, I feel that there is something so special about that person. Not everybody resonates with it. But those who resonate, resonate so powerfully. And I want to know those people. And I get to know many of them very personally. And I see what, you know, motivates them. And the other thing, and then I want to turn it back to you. But the one thing I want to say is that I see every person who has been exposed to this work as a pebble in a pond. And the pond pebbles keep rippling out and out and out and I I'm just you know one mother stone here you know and and all my pebbles are out there and they are changing the world with this work and that's what's so exciting to me okay so did you have something else you wanted to say about that question or should we move on to the next one Oh, no, I I absolutely agree with you. I would like to throw out my email just in case anybody wants to contact (laughs) me and I can make some amazing connections with people. And so that's Shana, S-H-A-N-A, Serrano, S-E-R-R-A-N-O, at Mac, M-A-C dot com. And I'd love to hear from people, too, because, you know, it's it's really those people that, that reach out that inspire me. I mean, I'm, I'm just starting my dissertation and I'm already hitting, you know, these, these fear walls and then somebody will reach out and I'm like, Oh, I can do this. Like I I can make this happen. And it's, you know, it's that interaction, whether it's virtual or on the phone that really helps is really helping me to stay focused and to get going with what I need to get going. 
And don't you find that like when one person responds, like I know you had a conversation recently with one of the members of our Center for Grateful Leadership and you had never known her before and she had never known or known of you at all. And it sounds like you both connected so powerfully. She is in the process of becoming certified as a level one grateful leadership instructor, which is great. I mean, she can, she'll be able to teach a one hour class to in her organization or anywhere. And so I saw immediately that this work resonated with her. And it, it was so, it's always so thrilling to me to find that when people want to bring it out to the world, when they want to carry the torch and, and go out there. But don't you find that it, it does inspire you when people say, what a cool idea, Shana, this is amazing, you know? Like, you know, a lot of us have already said and will continue to say. Yeah, I, I it's, it's like you said, it's so powerful. And it's, you know, it's with with everything going on it's it's just there's so much power in being inside this space where people are grateful and are able to acknowledge the gratitude and share that with other people um i want to be careful not to mention her name because i think that that is probably not what we need right now but i it was such a it was such a fantastic conversation and i really felt connected and i was so excited to find a new friend and yes. to you know make plans to do a virtual coffee and to chit chat and you know and just have that excitement of talking about you know the power of this or the power of gratitude and the power of grateful leadership and how that is, you know, it just, it weaves its magic through everything you do. Absolutely. Well, that is so great. So I, I uh, share everyone in the center for grateful leadership with you. I'm sure they'll be happy to, to be shared. I mean, <laughs> they can reach out to you and, you know, when I, uh, ask permission, you can reach out to them. So uh, they're, they're just gems out there. And I hope we get more and more and more because my vision is to expose the entire world to grateful leadership. And wouldn't that be, you know, uh, a better a better way to live our lives? So let me go on to my next question, which is what actually led you to take this on as a dissertation topic? Um, this is really an amazing project. You said it was going to take you over a year to complete. Yeah. So the the actual writing of the dissertation, um, the program I'm in, the way it's set up, um, should take about a year. And you know, with the opportunity to extend in places as as you need to. Um, when I started the program, I wanted to work on a dissertation that would help me gain more knowledge at work. And so, as a program manager, manager, I, I look. I, what I do is I work with partner nations in security cooperation. And there's, you know, there's a lot of smart people doing a lot of amazing, amazing things inside this space. And I came to realize, though, that I didn't want to just add more noise to a crowded field because there's so much information out there and so many great people doing stuff. And so when I started listening to the webinars that you host monthly 
and I started going through some of Jim's old podcasts, I got really excited because I saw, you know, I saw this space of opportunity. And, you know, for me, I've just kind of been on the peripheries, you know, of grateful leadership for, you know, the 14 years that I've known you. And I just kind of dabble here and dabble there. And, you know, and I've got a lot to learn before I can speak intelligently on it. But I see a space where I can provide helpful information to further the study of grateful leadership. And that's super exciting to me. You know, it's a new field. And then gratitude, as you know, though, goes way back. It goes, you know, philosophy, religion, through the ages. Um, but as a social science or as a science, it, you know, it goes back to the late 1990s when Emmons and McCullough first started um, the field of studying or the field of research of studying gratitude through the gratitude journaling. And, you know, and going through the studies that have happened since the late 1990s, I, I see where there's this potential for the next step. And um, I'd like to, you know, look through those studies and then learn uh, learn how to how to make that step so that we can start talking about grateful leadership as a leadership technique. Well, I would be thrilled and um, am thrilled to support that in any way. And um, we've been talking about having a, a conversation with members of the Center for Grateful Leadership, maybe a live online conversation. And I know part of um, what you plan to do is survey people who have been exposed to this work. So, so tell us, what does writing your thesis entail? To me, it's like oh, unimaginable, unimaginable. <laughs> I wouldn't do it for my own work, you know? I, I, I could never do what you're doing about grateful leadership. Forget about it. <laughs> well, you know, so it, it, it's almost unimaginable to me, too, except that, you know, they always say, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? Yeah. And I feel like the grateful leadership, the you know, the the little bit of knowledge is a dangerous thing. And, you know, I've got this huge elephant in front of me and I'm just working on the little toe <laughs> <laughs> you know, trying to wade my way through, you know, all the all the information. And so but for the dissertation itself, it's so it's a five chapter. It's basically it's 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 a it's a book in its own way. Um, and it's got it's got five chapters. So the first chapter is the introduction, which sets up the research and walks the path down explains where the study is going to go and explains how everything's going to be laid out. Chapter two is that literature review that we've been kind of talking around. And that's what grounds the study and the research and identifies what other research have researchers have already discovered and what they've suggested and, you know, how to go forward. And then chapter three explains the research methods that will be used for the study, which, like you mentioned, will be a survey with probably with follow up interviews. Um, and it'll explain how that's going to be conducted so that it meets all the requirements that, that it needs to meet. And then chapter four is the findings of the study, which is, you know, the interesting part, the part that, you know, is going to tell us all these great things. And then chapter five is the conclusion. But what I also like about chapter five is that's where future research recommendations are presented. Oh. And so like, as we've been talking about this and we've talked about, you know, I, I'm not necessarily going to figure out how to 
measure the return on investment or I'm not, what I'm going to do is I'm going to figure out what's the best way to do it. I'm not going to actually do the measurements. And so when, Uh once we have that blueprint in front of us, then you can start, you know, really making some work and, and getting those answers that you're looking for, doing it in a way that makes sense and, and gives you, gives you that information. And that's so interesting because uh, I've been talking to Jack Phillips, the chairman of ROI Institute, and he's got a new book coming out uh, in a little while that that talks about uh, determining the ROI of soft skills courses and training. And uh, that may be valuable for you to see that because... You know, he, he's got the, the numbers approach. It's very quantitative. And, you know, I mean, with this, there are um, many things out there in development now because people want to show the value of soft skills and grateful leadership is in that domain. So uh, I'm hoping that this really helps us give people what they need to go to their leadership and say, look what this does. Look, look at all the, the employees who remain engaged or get more deeply engaged and, and stay longer in their jobs. And, and uh, you know, this is how it affects the bottom line, Shana. That, that's the ultimate goal. And you can show how it affects the bottom line. I mean, it's not my ultimate goal, but it, you know, it, when you want to demonstrate the value, that's certainly one very powerful way to do it. So uh, would a live conversation with members be helpful? Would How can our CGL global community, remember this is people all over the world and I've given presentations all over the world. So, you know, a lot of people have been exposed and how can we participate with you and help you help to further your original research because this is great. Yeah, I you know, I what's so amazing about the CGL community is everyone's enthusiasm. And you <laughs> know and, and so for me that's been that's already been such an inspiration and given me that courage to push through that fear. You know, we we talk about fear hiding in the dark and you know, but grateful leaders are always willing to shine a light and push that feeling aside. You know, fear's normal. Like it's, you know, it it means we're alive and that we're going forward. And so what, you know, what, what helps me or what I think at this point, you know, I think live conversation would, would be awesome. Just, you know, discussions like this that keep my brain moving forward. I like to, I like to have discussions. That's how I solidify things. And so, I mean, I, I can write things down and I can, you know, set up my plan and follow my path, but really it's that, interaction and that have you looked at this or have you thought about this or you know how does how does this relate to that and it's it's fleshing that out that you know is really really interesting to me and so I would you know I would love that that opportunity I did want to go back for a second because you're talking about um, the the book that Jack Phillips was is writing and and I think it's interesting that we always we we, we want to make everything quantitative because we can understand numbers in black and white. But 
relationship building is a qualitative process. And the yes. reason I chose to do this as a qualitative study is because it's that relationship building and that how you influence people because, you know, there've been tons of studies that, you know, at, at some point you can't just throw more money at people and expect them to do more for you. They need other things. They need to feel part of the team. They need to feel acknowledged. They yeah. need a purpose. They need to feel like they're being socially responsible and that the things they're doing are sustainable. And, and all of that, you, you can't measure with numbers. And so what I really want to do with this study is ground it qualitatively so that it makes sense to people who want to see it in a money way, but it can be explained without without those figures because I don't think the figures do the, do it justice. Well, I think it's you know the combination that's uh, really really powerful. But I agree with you. It's I mean all that I have is anecdotal, and you know and and the people who write testimonials and you know keep in touch for fourteen years because <laughs> you know the work is very powerful. So I think that, you know, what you're doing, you're blazing a trail for sure. And I am so personally grateful and I'll express my gratitude for the whole Center for Grateful Leadership and IIL for what you're doing. And, you know, we will help you in any way possible. So do you, as we wrap up, I would just like to ask if you have any questions for me that would uh, help further what you're doing? Um, you know, I, I think my, I, ha I had a couple questions that I wanted to ask you. Really, I think what I'm interested in is where do you see, how do you see your legacy? You know, what, what makes you, you, and you know, how you were drawn to this purpose? Um, but really, you know, what what you you know you say you're the mother pebble and i see that i feel that <laughs> i feel that love i'm happy to be part of the ripples you're pushing out and you know and so so how do you define that like what do you see what a great question i love it and for one thing um i have the legacy of my three books and my three books will last forever so uh, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm thrilled to leave those for future generations. And hopefully they won't need them as much as, as our generation does. And uh, I, I'll never forget, I was giving a, a, a training session to a large group of uh, leaders. And one of them said, you know, you really have to write a book for children because it's, here I am, 54 years old, and I'm just learning the power of acknowledgement from you today. I don't want that to happen to my son or daughter. And he, he, he kept at it. You know, he wrote some follow-up emails. And I finally did end up writing a book called You're Totally Awesome, The Power of Acknowledgement for Kids. And I Hector, have not... Hector, Hector, <laughs> Hector, Hector, Hector. Is that your son? No, Hector's Cupcake. 
in the book. That's my favorite part oh, of the book. That's like oh one gosh, of my favorite oh, stories I, oh, ever. Oh, I forgot you read that. You did that reading program from the Air Force. You were in Iraq and you were able to get it to your son to, to read the story, right? Yep. I, I, when you said Hector, I, I got confused because it's really modeled after my um, nephew, Michael. Right. And so, yeah. But and Michael made sure that Hector had a cupcake for his birthday. Yes. Yes, that's right. And uh, that's, <laughs> look at that recall you've got. I'm so honored, Shana. Shana, <laughs> this is amazing. I, even I forgot who Hector was for a minute. But uh, yeah, I mean, some of the stories, and they're all submitted by kids. So it was an awesome project. And, uh, you know, well, that needs to get further out into the world. It ha you know, it's it's gone in some small circles. And one of our dear uh, colleagues um, is in Brazil, and he uh, begged for the right to translate that book into Portuguese to get it into the uh, Brazilian educational system, and he did oh, that. Fantastic! Just, it was his honor to do it, and uh, Mario Trentim, I'm so grateful to you. So um, anyway, so that's part of the legacy. The Center for Grateful Leadership is another legacy, a part of the legacy, and the people. I've had the uh, wonderful opportunity to touch because they come back and they tell me, you know, years later, do you remember that course I took with you, that webinar you led and, and uh, what, you, you, what you taught me had me change my entire relationship with my spouse? And it was like, oh, I did that. <laughs> it did that. And I never really stopped doing it. It just landed because the, the great thing about this work is that it's transformational. And I mean, truly transformational. Once you are exposed to it, you can never like untrain your brain and think, you know, I don't know what I could acknowledge people for. You know, you start noticing you're conscious. We talk about the five C's, um, you know, conscience, consciousness, choice, communication, uh, courage, and commitment. And, you know, those C's stay with people. Some of them put them on their computers and they, you know, like on their keyboards and just leave them there. They shrink them down. Um, they, they carry them around with them. So... You know, I know this work um, has already made a difference, and what, why I do it is because I know I'm changing, transforming one person at a time, and that those people are changing their spheres, whatever their sphere is, and it goes on and on and on. So I'm really grateful to have this opportunity to um, to to make a difference in the world. And that's the legacy that people will, uh, I know they'll take it forward. And so thank you for asking that great question. And Shana, I wanna thank you so much for your loyalty, your persistence, your determination, and you are making a huge difference with this dissertation. You, you, don't, you can't even begin to imagine the uh, longer term effects of it. So that'll be part of your legacy too. And uh, so in closing, I want to remind everybody that 
you can become a member of the Center for Grateful Leadership if you're not already, and you can join at no cost by going to www.gratefulleadership.com. And just in case you forgot, my email address is judy.umless at iil.com. And Shana, your email address is? Shana Serrano at mac.com. So everyone listening, please remember to acknowledge people all around you each and every day. Until the next time, I'm Judy Umless.